0: We're in a moment so big we don't have words for it. All through 2020, we've been setting the new patterns. We're going to try to change the lifestyle for this new millennium. But we're verbally diseased. We're silenced by our own timidity. We are so stuck in our political correctness. Politics has no correctness. Change is the only real. Change is happening. It's going to happen. It's always happening in cycles. Words change as fast as events, lives, feelings, beliefs cycle seasons identities change I mean look at this like three months ago there was no COVID there was none of this and things happen so fast and they move and we move and we evolve and yet I can't say the word black or white without some judgment without some self-judgment I am a liberal in transition I'm looking for a place where I can speak truth without feeling that I am Uh, restricted or censored by some uh, neo neo-fascist police it reminds me of uh, being uh, i don't know i was 14 and i rebelled against my dad who was a right winger so i joined the communist youth party in greece as a teenager and i was so proud of myself i had memorized all of the you know Mar- marxist writings and lenin's writings and i went to those meetings secretly away from my parents and um with the fear of guiding me and then i got more rules and i remember them telling me um you have to uh, be monogamous. Uh, you have to uh, you know, only go out with comrades. Uh, you cannot socialize with the other side. Um, you have to confess everything you do to uh, the leader of your group. Uh, it was more autocratic. It was more authoritative than the church, the life that I had grown up in. Uh, it was equally uh, strict, and I just couldn't wait to get out of it because their language was so limited and you know for myself I feel that you know we have to rewrite this language the the words that we're using are the words of white patriarchy so by forcing ourselves to use fewer and fewer we're actually limiting our change and our inclusivity and our openness so I for example I look like I have white privilege, but I wasn't born here. I didn't inherit anything here. I came to the US with nothing but a little suitcase and a hardly decipherable foreign accent. And this is me as an example, yet I present as white privilege. So not being able to uh, speak of people in ways past their color and actually, you know, uh, speak of the truth, is forcing us all to be bystanders in what's happening, at least verbally. And I feel that in order to be part of the change, in order to mobilize as one, in order to stay connected and understand and empathize and be omniconsiderate, we have to not be afraid of all of our words, to just speak up because um, this is a moment That we can take charge and rewrite the narrative that we have been handed down, that does not serve us, that doesn't have room for us. That's just so narrow-minded. But we have no words for people who are post-race and pro-justice. We are... We don't have words for our commonality. We've all been oppressed by the cops. We've all been oppressed by the limitations of um, whether it's our religion or our morality or our fathers or our inheritance or all of that. Um, we all know that the system doesn't work fairly and the unfairness is something that we all feel. There is a scream going on inside everyone. It just comes out differently based on the words that they know, that they grew up around, that their families told them. In, in my understanding of it... Looting is not the same as stealing because of the context. The same way that the word black doesn't mean the same thing to everyone. It depends on context. It depends on the bigger picture. You got to take a moment and be conscious. Be conscious of what you're saying. If you're in a place where you're accessing your oneness, your presence, or if you're being judgy, if you're superficial, if you're finding yourself going from one cliche to another. Uh, It it takes consciousness to get out of that, and it takes allowing yourself, giving yourself permission not to fear being judged and to speak up until you find your voice, until we all find our new voice. But for me, when I see the, the protests, it's people's way of saying, fuck you and your properties and your values and your stocks and your profit margins, all that stuff, because, you know, People of color have been properties, and they have been profit margins. And this country, with all of its, you know, beautiful uh, rhetoric, was built on this on this scene of trading uh, kidnapped humans uh, for money and and putting them to work to build uh, monetary success and monetary. Uh, Prevalence over the rest of the world, um, and that is something that we have to address. Um, when a white uh, pedophile hustler like Jeffrey Epstein gets only a few months in a posh luxury prison for raping and and basically disappearing hundreds and hundreds of teenage girls, and a black man gets killed by a cop's knee for you know, stealing, like, um, not stealing, using a counterfeit $20 bill to buy cigarettes, It, it the, the unfairness is glaring, and because we're in a pause mode, uh, thanks to COVID, in a sense, we all got to see this, and we were all horrified. Um, so what what the conversation is in the streets and outside the streets is what's gonna, what are we going to say when we come out of this? And what are we going to say when um, we are processing, we have processed the change that this time of stasis is allowing us? to experience. Oh yes. Last time I lived under a government imposed uh, curfew was when I was a little girl in elementary school in Athens and we could not go out at night and my mom told me the word curfew for the first time and she didn't know what it meant. And it was during the university protests against the junta that eventually, after plenty of bloodshed, uh, led to the overthrow of the junta and the return of democracy to the birth of democracy, which was Greece. And I remember my mom uh, had no idea what was going on, even though there were protests in the streets. We woke up and the TV had a sign that says the, that said that the, the defense secretary is looking out for you, or is uh, in charge of protecting the citizens. And my mom was like, where is my morning uh, show she uh, sent me out in the street to go to my uncle's house to tell him that our TV was not working and could he come fix it and meanwhile um, the streets downstairs like three blocks down were full of people demonstrating and chanting for freedom so that was a wild moment in my uh, life's journey being part of the energy of that crowd it's like an energy it's like such a it's such a high to be connected with strangers and to be committed together to oneness above the self and it's so liberating um Again, from the constrictions of like the ego and the personal interests and the me, 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 uh, you know, is, is like competing with you. So, um, yeah, and I feel that the protests are allowing us to listen, are giving us something to think about, something more to think about while we're in semi-pause and they are taking us down a path of self, metamorphosis where we are evolving into the humanity of this millennium and we're no longer stuck in 20th century modalities. Um, and I feel that one of the 20th century modality is the, the separation of self from everyone. Um, whether it is your identity, you know your your very specifically described identity uh, uh, of heritage or sexuality or whatever, or whether it is your new age healing uh, modality and practice, no matter what, it feels that we're squeezing the categories that we fit ourselves in and. Now we have a moment when we, we, we can reconnect. What's the point of like working on yourself and healing yourself and healing your trauma so you can be worthy of love or so you can be better at loving others if you don't take that work and include in that self everyone? It's the self is everyone. If we can all Feel the oneness, that we're all human together um, instead of against each other, that we're not comparing ourselves with each other and counting who has more than whom, that if somebody gets hurt, we're all hurt. If somebody is um, loses, we're all losing. That might make a difference. So... Um, whether you're my friends who protest or my friends whose stores are being looted, whether you're my friends who own gun arsenals worthy of uh, armies of small countries, or you're my friends who are vegan, all positive, old spiritual folk uh, burners and psychedelic lovers. We are in this together. We are one on behalf of freedom. I feel we're all... Liberals and conservatives in transition, looking for where we can belong, looking for where we can be united and vigilant and constant in our social consciousness, in in our human courage. So we must no longer, to begin with, support all these businesses that uh, support racism, oppression, violation of human rights around the world. That includes countries where things are made, um, police brutality, environmental abuse, systemic oppression. We must take our money out of all that. We must no longer support companies that lead us toward vanity over unity must no longer support companies that lead us toward wealth over sustainability or propaganda over truth. And that includes where we get our gasoline, that includes where we get our cosmetics, that includes where our uh, clothing is being made, and that includes the bargains, that's that's the Targets and the Costco's and the Walmart's. Let's do a little research. Let's take the extra time to find out what comes from where and what is it that those $3 that we save is actually costing humanity. What is the oppression? What are the conditions of work? What are the conditions of life? What is, the con- is there any f- individual freedom? Uh, where are things coming from? Who is profiting from, our, from the money that we give out? Because money is not just a way to uh, count uh, self-value. It's a way to make the world uh, express um, support or resistance. It's a yes or a no in in cases that are not personal, such as trade. Times of turmoil and change present this type of social opportunity for a mass movement. So every one of us individually can use the power of the dollar, even if we have no money, even if it's our last dollar, because that's a power that capitalism understands. But also every one of us has to understand that racism and capitalism are two sides of the same of the same coin so we can't have one without the other it's the the capitalism capitalism has created and fostered racism and 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 they're intrinsically interconnected and inseparable so um w- whether um and, and socialism has not helped racism or sexism at all. As I said in my previous story about my very brief experience with communism, it's uh, equally um, divisive. It's the same divide and conquer uh, a principle. It's, uh, you know, a, Create some damage, blame the other side, reap the rewards, governing by fear, which is what we've experienced in America. <laughs> what a mindfuck. So things are complex and uh, getting your information from uh, reality TV <laughs> is not sufficient anymore. Uh, Twitter is not real news um, Twitter gave us this president, right? It's bits and pieces. It's very short. It It's maybe round friendly, but you cannot go in depth. We're always skirming on the surface of things. And the surface of things is what limits things. So basically what we want to do is go deep and look closer and take our time and not be quick to tell everybody else, but take our time to figure out what's happening, how we're processing the information that we do have and go on this wild chase for learning. Um, the, 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 The structure has been crushed. The big players are positioning themselves now to make billions again. So every one of us who participates in our society has a chance to find our voice and our truth. Uh, but to do that, we have to get out of the comfort of our old thinking and our old definitions and into like the messiness, the chaos of the unknown that fosters change um, and not look for the easy solution, not look for what's uh, comfortable or fastest, but the opposite, the thing that takes effort, the thing that takes changing our practices and our habits. Um, get out of this like total immersion in where we get our news or our side of the politics or our side of the religious conversation or uh, uh, our immersion in digital technology, um, which pushes us further into social isolation and get back into our uh, empathy, into our ability to get out of self into oneness, which is the original uh, experience of religion, of the divine, of um, morality. Um, It's the ability that humans had to get together as a society and work on problems together. And let us not doubt our quest for a better world, let us invent um, I feel that you know it, the plutocrats are gonna try to keep the conditions as they have been because they have been making money. Uh, Facebook cannot be our friend because it's become so wealthy off of our um, uh, prejudices, our, our social <laughs> weaknesses. Uh, it's like uh, mental and psychological manipulation. That's a Exactly what Facebook works on. Instagram, also. I mean, in in a sense, I feel that yes, um, you know, social media is gonna be an experience of the past at some point because it is so superficial and it has such a capacity for fakeness um, that it doesn't get us access to each other. Um, so if we retreat into the digital sphere, then our digital identity becomes further and further removed from our truth Um, and our truth is what we have that's our wealth that's what makes us feel good that's what makes us feel human that's what makes us feel alive that's what makes us juice up and heat up when we're together one-on-one that's what turns us on as individuals and also as a, a society it's that that amazing high of being in the same wavelength of being in the same physical um, moment of, of accessing that same electrical energy of feeling the same chemicals in our brain that tell us this is good. It's good. It's good. And the way that we, 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 we stay there is by retraining ourselves to like what we believe in so we can get our minds to get the dopamine out uh, and all the other neurotransmitters and neurochemicals for happiness when we have the, the joy, the satisfaction in consciousness, when something that we believe in, that we stand by, <laughs> that confirms everything uh, is happening. And... Um, I feel that that would be a great way uh, for this crisis to kind of end and, and, and move forward um, and to move out of this uh, every man f- for himself survival mode um, in our work lives or our dating lives or our financial lives um, to get away from like this sterile, you know, staying apart from each other uh, experience, uh, defend ourselves Against each other, uh, you know set up barricades against each other, get out of that, and get into the more effective frequency of being together uh, understanding um, sharing uh, fecund uh, generative um, fertile in feeling and and creativity. Um, and, and verbal expression, uh, un, unlimited, colorful, high speed, disrespectful, um, unstoppable, unedited exchange of of, of of words that we can try to uh, to use to approximate our truth um, the actual words don't exist because language limits us especially the language that we've been handed down so we're recreating all of that as we actually try to speak from a place of consciousness and stay centered um, and not give in to you know fear or uh, you know fear of like whatever starvation or insufficiency or whatever in fact it's our excess that has made us all sick and um, the, the, the you know being being one, the collective wisdom is what can bring us redemption, collective redemption. So we have massive power when we are united, and we have no power when we are divided. And I feel that we have to be reassured of this again and again in times of conflict. That investing all of our energy into um, accepting, understanding, and each other is worth it. We are tribal and social animals, and we do not, you know, we do not do well when we're kept apart or against each other. We do well when we feel confirmation and acceptance and that warmness of radical love and radical trust and radical honesty and, and radical consciousness, which is a way of life that allows you to think and make a choice every moment of the day before you speak, before you act, before you move. You take that extra moment and you process what you're about to do, and you do it consciously. Um, That's where I hope we can move. We can move toward a lifestyle that includes our respect and awareness of our planet, our food, our water, our air, our sisters and brothers, our skin, our emotions, the the touch of energy as we exchange it, whether we're next to each other, cuddled up, or far away physically in our hyper connected world. So long as we are in sync with the natural rhythms of our energy and our living and so long as we are integrating our bodies and our minds so long as we are integrated so that what we say and what we do are actually what we believe so long as we think um, about who we are and re-edit and rewrite that constantly because it's a, we're always changing. So long as we get to re-edit, and we don't uh, we don't rush to like publish something or publicize something or declare things or uh, take sides. So long as we allow ourselves to self integrate constantly and process, we can get into that place of flow and connection, you know, that kind of optimal state of being where we're one with our body and one with the universe and where we feel and perform at our best and where we feel like we are ecstatic, orgasmic, uh, creative. Um, understanding wise <laughs> and uh, where, where time stops that magical place of flow where um, we're not the clock is not ticking and we are not being manipulated and we don't feel like we're you know missing out or we're too slow or uh you know we we don't uh think about what others are are uh, how others are judging us or what others are doing or you know who is behind what uh, we just don't feel restricted and we are able to just uh, express and share uh, what what our, our spirit energy what our human energy is capable of which is extra fucking ordinary we are capable of so much more than we're doing right now we're capable of uh, changing the entire structure around Um, if we can just conceive it (laughs) we can conceive of the structure of the new millennium which will be not in the same words or or, uh, categories as the Previous millennium, that would be where uh, we we can actually self evolve, um, and and I feel that twenty twenty is uh, a time that gives us this opportunity for some um, some major introspection and uh, spring cleaning, and you know re. Uh, reworking, refashioning uh, of our sense of who we are together um, and crushing down the stereotypes and the towers and um, all the stupid little walls of um, that are metaphorical only, that are not real, uh, of... of uh, descriptions and categories that we have built up to regulate our understanding of ourselves and of where we belong. We belong together. That's where home is. Home is where we feel that we belong and we're understood and we're wanted and we're loved. Oh yeah. And the the world around us f- from the place of that trust moves from chaos to home. It it transmogrifies from otherness and confusion and the feeling of being lost to I am in my harbour. I am where I belong. I can now relax and join in, and enjoy, and live, not as an exile, but as who I am. If we can accept that being in the process is wonderful, it's much more exciting, it's a high, it's so much better to do things you don't know than to do things you know. It's so much better to start on a path that you don't know where it's going to lead you than to stay on the same trodden path, then we can embrace this time of process and change um, and see people for, 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 for as ourselves. Um, so as someone who um, feels strongly about uh, America and uh, the, and its place in the world and both the, the great things and the terrible things that America represents in the world as someone who has chosen to be an American citizen is uh, because America has given me the individual freedom, the freedom from the pre uh, predetermined self and for that I'm grateful as someone who has enjoyed disappearing in the American cra- crowds and in the American vast landscape, As someone who has uh, celebrated being able to start over and change identities and not have to be necessarily the daughter of and the granddaughter of and the niece of and the nephew of and the, you know, the mother of and you know who comes from that place and who belongs here, is someone who has loved that uh, freedom for the individual that America has, uh, has basically, uh, um, not invented, but <laughs> has trademarked. Um, I, I feel that um, I speak from a place of love. When I, when I speak of all the work that Americans, we Americans can do to honor the truth of uh, each other, to be able to um, actively practice the principles of equality and uh, fair representation and freedom for all uh, with um, all the indigenous people and the minorities and the other people of the world of different faiths or different financial uh, realities and kind of make uh, everyone feel this the beauty of transience um, that is America's beauty, the beauty of constant flow and change, um, of you know, ever ever morphing that is America's inventiveness, exposing ourselves to um, all the different uh, dynamics, the, the wealth of the world. Um, is, is feeds that feed us and, and enrich us uh, and make us healthier and happier and more regenerative. If we start with consciousness, with radical awareness of how we want to live and what our beliefs are and check on ourselves constantly, 24-7, and can do that while existing from a place of trust instead of paranoia, we're good to go. If instead of being fearful or ignorant or superficial or um, passive or um, uh, over-optimistic or (laughs) or edgy, or hostile. Um, We exist from a place of commonality and trust, and we assume the best of each other, not of the system, not of the centralized authority, but of each other. And we we start from a place of wanting to embrace each other, and hold each other, and experience each other, then we will find our happiness, we will prevail over any tyranny, we will find more equality, we will balance out this fucked up, imbalanced shit that we have created uh, through our paranoia and codependency and lack of consciousness the the unconscious way we live which is escapist so by addressing and touching base with ourselves but from a place of belonging um, not from a place of either victimhood or uh, being an outsider being an exile being an alien no by saying I belong here and I am one And uh, I choose to trust and I choose to touch base and examine everything I say and do um, quickly so that I don't repeat thoughtlessly models, role modeling that was done for me that I didn't necessarily choose. Then we can get back to the basics of a happy Coexistence. Believe Eve. Believe Eve. If I could make love incessantly, I would be God.